Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It's Thursday, June 13. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japhet de Oliveira. Um, Let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, uh, I want to thank you for today. Uh, I want to thank you for this week. I want to thank you for all the the, the passages we've been reflecting on it and all that it's calling us to. I ask, Lord, again, for your continued blessing and wisdom and insight into what it's calling us to. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. I am reading today from the International Children's Bible, the ICB. Amos chapters 7 and 8, subheading The Vision of Locusts. This is what the Lord God showed me. He was forming a swarm of locusts. This was after the king had taken his share of the first crop. The second crop had just begun growing. The locusts ate all the crops in the country. After that, I said, Lord God, forgive us, I beg you. No one in Israel could live through this. Israel is too small already. So the Lord felt sorry about this. This will not happen, said the Lord. Subheading the vision of fire. This is what the Lord God showed me. The Lord God was calling for fire to come to punish. The fire dried up the deep water and destroyed the land. Then I cried out, Lord God, stop, I beg you. No one in Israel could live through this. Israel is too small already. So the Lord God felt sorry about this. This will not happen either, said the Lord God. Subheading the vision of the plumb line. This is what the Lord showed me. The Lord stood by a straight wall. He had a plumb line in his hand. The Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, see, I will put a plumb line among my people Israel to show how crooked they are. I will not feel sorry for them any longer. The places where Isaac's descendants worship will be destroyed. Israel's holy places will be turned into ruins. And I will attack King Jeroboam's family with the sword. Subheading Amaziah and Amos. So Amaziah, a priest at Bethel, sent this message to Jeroboam, king of Israel. Amos is making evil plans against you with the people of Israel. He has been speaking so much that this land can't hold all his words. Amos has said this, Jeroboam will die by the sword, and the people of Israel will be taken as captives out of their own country. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Seer, go run away to Judah. Do your prophesying and earn your living there. But don't prophesy anymore here at Bethel. This is King Jeroboam's holy place. This is Israel's temple. Then Amos answered Amaziah, I do not make my living as a prophet, and I am not a member of a group of prophets. I make my living as a shepherd, and I take care of sycamore trees. But the Lord took me away from tending the sheep. He said to me, Go, prophesy to my people, the Israelites. So listen to the Lord's message. You tell me, Don't prophesy against Israel. And stop prophesying against the descendants of Isaac. Because you have said this, the Lord says, Your wife will become a prostitute in the city. Your sons and daughters will be killed with swords. Other people will take your land and divide it among themselves, and you will die in a foreign country. The people of Israel will definitely be taken from their own land as captives. Subheading, The Vision of Ripe Fruit This is what the Lord showed me, a basket of ripe fruit. The Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? I said, a basket of fruit from the end of the harvest. Then the Lord said to me, an end has come for my people, the Israelites. I will not overlook their sins anymore.
On that day, the palace songs will become funeral songs, says the Lord God. There will be dead bodies thrown everywhere. Silence. Listen to me, you who walk on helpless people. You are trying to destroy the poor people of this country. Your businessmen say, when will the new moon festival be over so we can sell grain? When will the Sabbath be over so we can bring out wheat to sell? We can charge them more and give them less. We can change the scales to cheat the people. We will buy poor people for silver, and we will buy needy people for the price of a pair of sandals. We will even sell the wheat that was swept up from the floor. The Lord used his name, the pride of Jacob, to make a promise. He said, I will never forget what these people did. The whole land will shake because of it. Everyone who lives in the land will cry for those who died. The whole land will rise like the Nile. It will be shaken and then it will fall like the Nile River in Egypt. The Lord God says, At that time I will cause the sun to go down at noon. I will make the earth dark on a clear day. I will change your festivals into days of crying for the dead. All your songs will become songs of sadness for the dead. I will make all of you wear rough cloth to show your sadness. You will shave your heads to show sadness. I will make that day like the crying for the death of an only son. Its end will be very painful. The Lord God says, The days are coming when I will cause a time of hunger in the land. The people will not be hungry for bread or thirsty for water, but they will be hungry for words from the Lord. People will wander from the Mediterranean Sea to the Dead Sea. They will wander from the north to the east. They will search for the word of the Lord, but they won't find it. At that time, the beautiful young women and the young men will become weak from thirst. They made their promises by the idol in Samaria. They said, As surely as the God of Dan lives, and they said, As surely as the God of Beersheba lives, we promise. So they will fall and never get up again. Hmm. Thank you. Okay, so our question for today is this. Um, how does your Sabbath keep benefit uh how does your Sabbath keeping benefit people around you? How do we need to change our understanding of pra- our practice of Sabbath so it might be more of a benefit to others? Mm, that's interesting. That kind of touches on what um, Tim Gillespie wrote about a couple of yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. He looked a lot at, at Sabbath. Not keeping um, Sabbath, but not actually... keeping, kind of giving it away. Yeah. Um, well, I think at the moment, I don't think my Sabbath keeping particularly benefits anybody. Well, I don't think. Uh, I mean, I usually go to church, I suppose... Being there benefits people in the sense that it's one extra person and more people make it seem more like an event. Well, so there's that. Well, if if, <laughs> yeah, if, if, if that if, if that is the only if that's the only benefit of it, but I mean I think the other the other well, element the other element I think inside is that there is something about the 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 practice of doing good things together that actually is a model to society. That's a model to other human beings. It's like um, you know if if I take something simple, like we actually all go pick up garbage, uh, trash, right? If we go pick it up together, there's something beautiful about cleaning up a street together that actually just says, hey, we're doing this. Not everybody's doing this, but we're doing this together. Yeah. That says that we that we believe in doing something good together. And I think there's something beautiful about the practice of Sabbath, the weekly reminder of heaven and earth coming together that this is what God would love us to be in this space more often um, that I think benefits not only ourselves, but actually benefits others as well because it's an invitation to say, you know, you can resist the pressure to actually just produce all the time. And I think that if we speak about it in those kind of, in those kind of terms, it, it could be a more of a blessing to other people as well. 
Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, do you think it counts if you're being a blessing to your own family? Like if you spend time with your yeah, kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't do anything that necessarily benefits anybody else. Well, I, don't, I think that actually that's even hard to do sometimes just to be able to take time off and actually be focused on, on caring for your family. If, if you're like feeling the pressure to do, do, do other things. Yeah. And so I think the, the discipline, the spiritual discipline saying, I actually do pause and I stop and I will do and that's actually really good. Well and I wonder about this because I and I've heard two arguments for it that some people, you know, will spend Sabbath, for instance, building for Habitat for Humanity or Mm -hmm. handing out food at a homeless shelter or doing something like that. But then other people will say, well that's just a way of working. It's a way of not letting yourself be still. I think it's it's okay. I think it's really interesting for people to to work out what it is that actually they feel is the way that they give in the gift of of um well, how do I say this? Like some people are are blessed by giving time. Some people are blessed by reading. Some people are blessed by doing. Some people are blessed by being in conversation. So there are lots of different ways that we receive the joy of the blessing of Sabbath. Right. And so some some people are like I just need to be still, and I'm like, okay, that's great for you. And some people are like I need to be in community. And so I think we we need to flex with it. And you look at well, the maybe disciples. we don't need to think so much about what we need too. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. what yeah. could we give regardless of what we need? And then the other thing I was thinking about is how interesting it is that many of us will only do altruistic actions on Sabbath because we don't want those to eat into our, like, our own oh, time. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. And that there's something kind of like, hmm, about that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I always think like you, you could do the good things on days other than Sabbath yeah. as well. I, I love that about Boulder Church actually. That the, our, peop, our people, our community, that they do so many good things throughout the entire week. It's uh, it's great to see. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, let me repeat the question then one more time. Then how does your Sabbath keep benefit uh, keeping Sabbath keeping benefit people around you? How do we need to change our understanding of practice of Sabbath so it might be more of a benefit to others? Think about that. Look after each other. Live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.